0: Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along. Trade issues in a nutshell. Thursday morning, the 19th of October, 2023. Daniel Pedigree with you once again, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 one 1170 our open line number. You can text 457 736736, 736. And that is all before breakfast with Copes and Brandy this morning. Trent Copeland and Greg Alexander, Vossi back in a couple of weeks, a few weeks' time. And in Queensland, you'll get the first hour of Copes and Brandy before, of course, you will get Patton Heels in a couple of hours at 6 a.m. local time. Lots to get through this morning, cricket overnight. Plenty of rugby league news floating around. An interesting idea from Dave Warner that he has brought up on the back of his dismissal the other night. We'll talk about that in just a second as well. Chris Perkins will join me for all the latest in America and we continue his hunt, which we'll get to in just a second, for his NRL team. So plenty to get through on this Thursday morning. Want to hear from you, though, as always. 1-300-01-1170-0457-736-736. It's one and a half past five, one and 736 half past four in Queensland. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, except nothing less than Australia's best at Installer Australia's favourite hot water. We'll get to the cricket overnight in just a second. All the latest rugby league news as well. Before that, though, uh, let's just have a chat about Chris Perkins. Now, last week we started, um, because this year, if you're new to the show, we have an American correspondent who comes on the show a couple of times a week, and he loves his Australian sport, but fair to say he's more into the AFL. Now, that's okay, but we want to get him into the NRL. He gave his NRL tips every week this year, at least to the back end of the season, um, with really no knowledge of the game. And he watched the grand final a few weeks ago, and now he wants to find an NRL team. So every week, as we head towards next season, we are trying to find him an NRL team. We started last week with the West Tigers, and he said they were a candidate. Remarkably, he said the Tigers were a candidate. So this week it is the Dragons' turn. The St. George Illawarra Dragons are in the news for uh, not all the best reasons, which we'll get to in a second. But the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I want to give want you to give some pros and cons of why Chris should support the Dragons. And a bit like last week, we got a couple of uh, texts from Tigers fans. A bit like last week, if you are a Dragons fan, text in and tell me why you support the Dragons. Of course, it used to be St. George, it used to be Illawarra, but why are you a Dragons fan? So why... Should Chris become a Dragons fan? What is so good about being a Dragons fan? And the pros and cons, if you're not a Dragons fan, but still want to get involved, of being a Dragons fan. We'll pass all of your thoughts on to Chris a bit later on in the show and see if the Dragons are going to be a candidate for the, him to support in the NRL. Pros and cons of being a Dragons fan. And if you are a Dragons fan, why? What's so good about being a St. George Illawarra Dragons fan? one 0111 70 or 0457 736 736. We'll get to all of that very, very shortly, um, and send those texts in. We'll save them up for Chris when he gets on the show. Now, uh, cricket overnight. New Zealand played Afghanistan. Uh, Afghanistan, we know, only a few days ago, caused a pretty big upset against England. Uh, They could not repeat that, though, uh, overnight against New Zealand, who are still in very good form. Still early days in this World Cup. We're still a month away from the final, but... Uh, They're playing very well at the moment. Off their 50 overs, New Zealand made six for 288, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Looking at their scorecard, Uh, Glenn Phillips, the highest run scorer on 71. Tom Latham made 68. Will Young made 54. In reply, Afghanistan all out of 34.4 overs for just 139. So New Zealand winning by 149 runs there. So New Zealand continue their good form. Afghanistan after their good win, very good win against England uh, the other night. Could not... um, repeat that against New Zealand. So New Zealand uh, continuing on their winning ways. Uh the match tonight, seven thirty will be India up against Bangladesh. India will play Bangladesh. That'll be at 7.30 tonight. And, of course, tomorrow night, Australia, after their win against Sri Lanka, will take on Pakistan tomorrow night at 7.30, which is a very important match for them. Uh, So your thoughts on all of that? New Zealand looking very good, as I say. 149 run winners over Afghanistan. Five past five, five past four in Queensland. Let's get to some of the other news of the day. The Dragons... And we're talking about the Dragons in terms of Chris, but they are in the news, not for the best of reasons this morning. Um, and it looks like Kyle Flanagan, who we know, Shane Flanagan, of course, is going to be the coach of the Dragons next year and beyond, is favourite to be alongside Ben Hunt in the halves after 58 junior Amon was found guilty on Wednesday uh, of assault charges, leaving him facing jail time and an uncertain future in the NRL. Amon and his father Teletau fronted court where a verdict was rendered in relation to an incident that occurred later uh, late last year in Wollongong. He will remain on bail until December when he will be sentenced. Uh, The 22 year old was initially stood down under the no fault stand down policy when he was charged earlier this year, but the NRL lifted the ban before the season began and he went on to make 19 appearances for the Dragons. Now, The Dragons released a statement on Wednesday confirming he had been stood down while the NRL declined to comment on the matter. Now, the news came as Penrith star uh, Jerome Luai confirmed he had joined Black Money Management, who also look after Latrell Mitchell, Jack Whiten, Bradman Best, Cody Walker, among their stable of stars, which means the Panthers have less than two weeks to strike a deal with Luai or risk him heading to the open market where he could command offers in excess of $1 million a season. We will get back to that. The Dragons may well want Jerome Luai. I can't see why they wouldn't if he is available. But they do have other options in the likes of Luke Keery, Jerry, uh, Joey Manu, Ezra Ma'am, Tom Dearden, who will also hit the open market on November 1. Now, we know Manu, uh, who was already on their radar, is likely to stay with the Roosters. Luke Keery hasn't made any decision on his future and, of course, is aging. There's the potential of English stars Lewis Dodd and Harry Smith as well to potentially... Uh, come over there. um, Brendan Wakem is another name that has been mentioned. It's an interesting one with the Dragons, isn't it? Because um, take what's happening off the field away from it. Shane Flanagan, um, no doubt a good coach. Premiership winning coach won the competition with the uh, Sharks in 2016. Has a very big job ahead of him though. And uh, whilst I would expect the Dragons to be more competitive next year, um, and they still have some good players. And we saw that in little bits and pieces throughout the season, just gone. But I think 2025 is the year you'll probably, I would imagine, start to see a real change in the Dragons. As I said, look, I, I still think they'll be competitive next year. I think they'll be more competitive than they were this year. Um, it has to be said, though, when uh, Ryan Carr took over the Dragons' job, look, he didn't win a lot of matches, but they were a hell of a lot competitive, uh, more competitive in most of their matches. Um, so there are still good signs to the Dragons, but it is going to be yeah interesting to see what happens on Jerome Luai. Um, and this has been a talking point over the past few months, really since the start of the season, when that conversation around should should the Panthers prioritise Jerome Luai? Should they prioritise Dylan Edwards? Now Dylan Edwards signed with uh, re-signed with the Panthers a while back. It's the nineteenth of October today. Jerome Luai. Uh, has done this deal uh, with Black Money Management. Um, And it seems likely, unless the Panthers can get a deal done in the next couple of weeks, that he will hit the open market. And if he does hit the open market, where do you expect him to end up? I mean, it's a really tough one for Jerome Law, I would imagine. Um, Because he can stay at the Panthers, and look, Whilst the Panthers may not win every year, they're going to be there or thereabouts, you would assume for the next five or six years, you'd expect them probably to win at least one or two more in that time frame. So does Jerome say no to the money, even though he'll still be on pretty good money, but no to the better money and stay with the Panthers or earn more money and go to another club? Um, One that may not be a premiership contender straight away. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what clubs... Uh, actually interested in Jerome Luai and if there is another club that is around that premiership radar that may off may have some spare money and offer Jerome a contract. Where does Jerome Luai end up and if you were Jerome Luai what would you do? It's a lot of money to turn down. I know he can still get 800 odd thousand from the Panthers if reports are to be believed but to turn down one million, 1.1 million a year, it's a lot of money. Where does he end up? Where do you honestly believe Jerome Loi ends up? Does he stay at the Panthers? Does he go somewhere else? And if you were Jerome Luai, would you um, take would you take Jerome Louis And What would you do if you were Jerome Luai Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. 5 or 01 1170. An anxious NRL formally expressed key concerns about players being injured in the Currie knockout before warning that insurance cover for players would be reviewed for 2024, according to a leaked email. So we know the story around Josh O'Carr. We know Terrell Sloan picked up an injury as well. And one senior club official wants the issue of players complete, uh, competing in a non sanctioned sporting event during the off season, including boxing, to be discussed at the next CEO meeting. Now, fearing a backlash through denial, clubs reluctantly allowed their Indigenous players to compete in the annual event held earlier this month on the Central Coast. An email was sent to all club CEOs and football general managers outlining the injury and insurance fears from Andrew Every, the NRL's EGM Strategy and Transformation and Acting EGM Technology Participation community. He wrote, A key concern for the NRL is the injury risk to players should they choose to participate as a player in these events. One club has banned players from competing in similar off-season events. The NRL agreed to insurance cover for players this year at the Currie knockout, but will review that decision for 2024. The Dragons confirmed Sloan was given permission to play in the Currie knockout, as was Addo Carr by Canterbury. It can be revealed by the Daily Telegraph, though, that one player who played without club consent last year sustained a serious injury but was not covered. Look, It's an interesting one, and maybe not just on the curry knockout, on the boxing, on all these other things, especially boxing as well. Um, If you're, and I understand the heritage, I understand how important it is, but if you're a club and you're seeing players get injured, whether it be the curry knockout, whether it be boxing, whether it be something else, you must be looking and being a little concerned because you don't want to be losing a star player. Now I know the Curry Knockout is what grand final weekend, the week after the grand final. I understand that, but the boxing um, can be any time throughout the off season. You don't want to start one of your star players to sustain a long term injury, and we saw it in very very different circumstances with the Swans um, in terms of uh, their Man Monday um, and losing one of their star players potentially for the year. Again, very different, but. It just goes to show you don't want to be losing star players in the off-season. There's enough of that during the um, NRL season. It's interesting to see what the NRL do there. A couple more stories uh, before we take a break. Already text flying in about the Dragons and why Chris should be a Dragons fan. We'll get back to that in a second. Uh, North Sydney Oval has missed out on $11 million worth of funding following the election of the Men's Labor government uh, in a move described as a kick in the guts for the North Sydney Bears the funding promised by form, the former Perotate government to improve seating will not be delivered. The Minns government did not commit to the upgrade. Um, so he said, uh, Chris Mintz, um that they have decided not to do that. New South Wales Labor never committed to North Sydney Oval. It was an election commitment by the former government, said a spokesman for the Minister of Sports, Steve Camper. We committed... To delivering grassroots sporting infrastructure to communities that desperately need facilities. We are a government with a clear focus, managing our finances responsibly so we can provide support when you need it most and improve the essential services that we all rely on now and into the future. Now, this has been touted as a blow for the North Sydney Bears, and look, it is, um, but uh, in terms of the NRL hopes. Clearly doesn't help, but when you talk about the Bears and the potential of them coming back into the competition, I don't think anyone realistically, and of course an upgrade to North Sydney Oval would have helped, but I don't think anyone realistically, even probably the most diehard North Sydney Bears fan, thinks they'll be playing all their games at North Sydney Oval anyway. More talk about if the Bears were ever going to come back would be as one of the expansion sides. Maybe Perth, maybe a New Zealand side, maybe wherever. Um... And I think, and despite, and look, you can have your thoughts on uh, the fact that it's not getting an upgrade. Despite no upgrade, I still think North Sydney, if they were well, the Bears, if they were to come back into the competition, they could still play a couple of games at North Sydney Oval, NRL games, against a lower drawing side in Sydney. As I've said a couple of times, um, a few years ago, the Roosters were down to play the Warriors at North Sydney Oval. Um, I think that was back in 2020, and it never happened due to COVID. But it does go to show that North, the North Sydney Oval You can still play games there. Look, I I don't think it has a big bearing on things. It doesn't help. But as I said, I don't think anyone realistically thought that the North Sydney Bears or the Bears, if they were to come back into the competition, would be playing all their games at North Sydney anyway. Uh, Thoughts on that? If you are a North Sydney fan, are you upset that it wasn't upgraded? Um, And look, I think a lot of people would love to see the Bears in some way, shape or form back into the competition. No doubt about that. I just don't know if not getting an upgrade or not getting any funding into North Sydney Oval was going to change too much in terms of their hopes. I think if the Bears come back, it will be somewhere else. Where would you like? I know we've had this conversation before. Would you like to see the Bears come back? Um, and where would they be based? Do you, do you see it happening? Look, uh, I think it could. They've got uh, quite a big momentum of support there. It would just be where they were based. And maybe they'll be called – maybe it'll be the Perth Bears. We'll have to wait and see uh, what happens with that. And one more uh, more before a break, an interesting one from David Warner. He's called for umpire stats to be shown on the big screens at stadiums, as is the case for players – after the veteran opener fell to a marginal umpire call LBW decision in Australia's win over Sri Lanka on Monday night. Now he was fuming. You might've seen this on the news or if you're watching live uh, when he was out for 11, when ball tracking technology showed a delivery uh, was the delivery was clipping the left hander's leg stump. Now had the umpire Joel Wilson in this case, not given Warner out initially, the decision would have not been overturned by a Sri Lanka challenge. Uh, Warner, who visibly displayed his anger at the decision when walking off the field, said umpires should be held to a greater public account over their calls. Um, Warner said that while he respected Wilson's right to judge the LBW call as he saw it, he added that umpires should be scrutinised to the same degree as players. He said, The technology provides information. From my perspective, it's there to use probably... I reckon for the howler, not so much for, you know, with LBWs these days, if you're given out, you probably don't really stand a chance. I asked Joel when I was out there just what happened, like, why did he give it out? And then he said the ball was swinging back. To his credit, if he thinks that, then that's why he's given that decision. But then when you see the replay of how it sort of unfolded, you get a little bit annoyed. So that's out of our control. And then he went on to say, I think in terms of what I'd like to see, That probably won't get across, but players' stats go up on the board as you walk out to bat. When they announce the umpires and they come up on the big screen, I'd love to see their stats come up on the board as well because we see that in the NRL. I know this is a world game, but the NRL shows those stats. I think the NFL shows those stats. Interesting one from David Warner. Um, I'm not entirely sure what stats the NRL show. Look, we know how many games uh, referees have uh, done. Um, But I'm 99% sure I've never seen stats saying how many mistakes they've made. Um, We know, obviously, the NRL has the Graham Annesley Press Conference on the Monday. There's a lot of scrutiny over any mistakes made by referees in the NRL. But I don't recall, and look, I could be wrong, but I've been to many, many rugby league games. I don't recall seeing, as the game gets underway, or the players come out, stats about the referee apart from maybe on the TV coverage, maybe how many games. Um, what do you make of this from David Warner? He's clearly not happy, and he wants the umpires in cricket to be scrutinised more for their stats to come up on the big screen. Um, interesting. What do you make of that? Um he also said, I think over a period of time, players get dropped for, for, for poor performances. It's never explained to us about how or what goes on. So stats are just an indicator. What do you reckon? Should umpires and referees come under more scrutiny? I think at least from an NRL point of view, they come under a lot of scrutiny. A heap of scrutiny. So I don't know if there needs to be any more scrutiny on umpires and referees because... We need them in the game, in any sport. If you don't have umpires, if you don't have referees, you don't have a game. Do you agree with Dave Warner? Do you not? Do you think the umpire stats, the referee stats, should be made public knowledge? Or should we just move on? 0457-736-736 or one 1170 So plenty on our agenda on this Thursday morning. Uh, we're going to speak to Chris Perkins after the next break. I'll give you a bit more time, but we're trying to find him an NRL team. Heaps of text coming through about this today is the St George Illawarra Dragons. He had the West Tigers as a candidate last week. Give me some pros and cons of being a Dragons fan, and if you are a Dragons fan, why and what's so good about being a Dragons fan? Where does Jerome Loy end up? Uh, It has back in the news after uh, the discussion about uh, him joining Black Money Management. And it's only a couple of weeks until November 1. Interesting to see what happens with Jerome Loy. North Sydney Oval uh, not getting the funding or the upgrade uh, that the Perrottet government uh, said was going to happen. The Minsk government doesn't want to do that. Does that really affect North Sydney? And would you like to see North Sydney back or the Bears back? And where would you put them? Would you love to see the Bears playing in the NRL again somewhere in some way, shape or form? And also Dave Warner, more scrutiny on the umpires, more scrutiny on the referees. Would you like to see their stats as he's calling for to be put on the big screen and be made public knowledge? Interesting. Let me know your thoughts. 0457 736 736. Our text number 1300 01 1170. Our open line number to your text. Chris Perkins next. It's 21 past five, 21 past four in Queensland. Twenty-five past five, twenty-five past four in Queensland. We're here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red au and Amare Safety, your Australian owned workwear and PPE. Provide a couple of texts before we get to Chris Perkins. On the North Sydney Bears are on the Bears. North Sydney Oval not getting uh, the funding they wanted. The eleven million dollar upgrade. I personally don't think it really affects North Sydney or well, the Bears' chances of coming back into the competition because. The 99.9% chance is the fact that they would not have been playing at North Sydney Oval on a regular basis anyway. Uh, Gary says, Dan, Bears, no way. Newtown, Chets, yes. Uh, well, Newtown, of course, Pack Henson Park. Uh, we've spoken about this before, but when you look at the New South Wales Cup, Newtown, Norths, it's always a great day out, either at Henson Park or at North Sydney Oval. Yeah, Newtown back in the NRL in some way, shape or form. You never know. Thank you, Gary. Um, and Roosterman says, Dan, why not just call them the Bears, the Dolphins work, um, so we uh, we got over them not having a place. Yeah, well, that's true. They that could just be the Bears. I-, I just wonder, though, Rooster Man, if, let's say it is a Perth team that they're aligned to, if this ever happens, but if it is a Perth team that they are aligned to, new market, they may, uh, whereas the Dolphins is a new team, but not in a new market, uh, as such, Queensland's still very rugby league heavy and dominant. Um, I just wonder if they'd want to, attach the marketing of whatever city if if this does actually ever happen uh, to it. But interesting, interesting. You are right about the Dolphins. And on Dave Warner, and we're going to ask Chris about this in a second, he says umpires, referees should have more scrutiny upon them. They should have their stats shown on the big screen. Uh, and made public knowledge. Uh, Rob says players' stats at the ground never feature things like ducks, innings under ten, or even the number, of, or even the number of times you've been suspend, cheating suspensions. Uh, Give yourself an uppercut, Warner. Thank you. And this one says maybe David Warner could use his bat uh, that's in his hands and worry about more about that than what the umpires are doing. Thank you for that. Yeah, would you like to see? Umpires and referee stats more scrutinized. I I don't like it. I know they make mistakes, and I know, especially, it's a week in, week out conversation in rugby league. But to have it on the big screen, I've never seen it on the big screen. In fact, I don't think I could, I could damn you, most referees in the NRL, I could not tell you their stats. Same with cricket. He says the NRL and the NFL make it public knowledge. Well, maybe they do, but. If it is, I don't think many people in the public do know about it. We'll ask Chris in just a second, though. We'll do it for the Makita XGT, experienced, professional, cordless power without limits, here on Tradies News in a Nutshell. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Morning to you, Chris. Where do we find you this morning? Oh. Across that the front line holds up. Yes, well, well, it wasn't a great start because we actually missed where you were. So, where are you?
1: I am in North Carolina. I'm near
0: Raleigh. Mm. Uh, Basically, right on. All right. Well, not a great, <laughs> not a great start with that fight. It has to be said. He's he's been, Chris. You've been in some weird and wonderful places this week. Uh, we'll try and stick with it. We hope you. Uh, it'll um, good. Uh, I just want to ask you about these comments, read Dave Warner and the umpires, before we get to the American, uh, sport. NFL do they in fact Chris has just dropped out completely so we'll try and get uh Chris back on the line. Now it is an interesting one though. Also a bit of news that came out yesterday in terms of the A League as we try and get Chris back on uh the line we'll endeavor to do that in just a second. In fact Chris might be there now. You back with us Chris? I
1: hope so I, I thought maybe dump the phone line, try another
0: one. Let's try this
1: on a bad line.
0: Yes, at the moment it's fine. So let's cross fingers and hope it holds up. Uh, yeah, just the commentary, Dave Warner and umpires, their stats being shown on the big screen. And they, he said the NRL and the NFL do it. Is there much scrutiny? Are, are, are stats publicly available, the umpires or referees in the NFL? Is it? Do they get scrutinized much? And
1: And we're talking specifically about the home place of salary because they're the ones who are making ninety percent. All
0: right, we're losing Chris again. Those 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 alligators on your phone line have got you again. Sorry, go on, Chris. All right, we're having. Some issues with Chris and the phone line there, so we'll get back to him shortly. As I said, some news on the A-League yesterday that uh, the grand final uh, has been moved back to whoever wins, but there is going to be a Unite round, uh, which is very, very exciting, a Unite round. A bit like a Magic round. Uh, that we are going to get over the weekend of January 12, January 14, where all games are going to be played in different venues. So they're going to be played um, at Allianz Stadium. They're going to be played at Combeck Stadium. They're going to be played at Leichhardt Stadium. And that's bo- uh, Leichhardt Oval. So that's both men's and women's. Look, we'll try Chris's phone line once more. And if not, we'll take a break and sort it out. Where? What on earth have you done with your phone this week, Chris? It's It's been a bad week for your phone line. Yep, no, no luck with Chris. All right, we'll come back to Chris uh, shortly. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. What we might do is we might take a break, come back and get back to some more news of the day. We will try Chris as well. Uh, it is 29 to 6, 29 to 5 in in Brisbane. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Here, by the way, for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. All right, cross fingers. We're going to go back to Chris. Chris, is the phone line working?
1: Fingers crossed. You sounded good there. That's good. I'm hoping. I I, I decided, decided to get out of the parking lot I was in. I'm just going to drive around for the next 15 minutes.
0: 10 minutes, whatever. Yes, I think think smart. At the moment, it sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, So what were you saying? Read the David Warner comments. We got a couple of texts on that. If you're just tuning into the show saying that uh, umpires and cricket referees should be more scrutinized, public stats available. He says it happens in the NRL. As I said, I I don't ever see that happening. Does that happen in the NFL? Yeah, in baseball, what they
1: do, This is for primarily the home plate umpires uh, because they're calling ninety percent. They're on on Twitter, out in social media. Not not sure if it's officially done by me, but they're certainly graded and they're certainly scrutinized. Same in the NFL they every game every call they make is graded and that determines playoff uh assignment mm. you know if you have too many bad grades you're not going to get playoff games and you know, playoff games those are those are high profile you want to you want to be a guy who is considered good enough to referee a super Bowl yeah. or an FC or a conference championship game something like that and so the there's they're definitely scrutinized yeah, look.
0: These, uh, yeah, look. I'm sure in the NRL, like uh, in behind closed doors, uh, uh, the referee bosses and everyone knows the stats. I, I just uh, look. I could be wrong. I, I just haven't, definitely haven't seen it. When uh, players run out onto the field, uh, or the referee runs out on the field, and when people when the players are running out on the field, the players are the main attention. The referee doesn't get mentioned anyway. Uh, it's an interesting comments from Dave Warner. The other thing we're doing with Chris, if the phone line does hold up, is we're going to see if he wants to. Well, potentially, if the St. George Illawarra Dragons, like the Tigers, are going to be a candidate. We've got some ticks through. We'll get to them in a few minutes. So your last chance. Pros and cons of why Chris should or shouldn't be a Dragons. Fan. And if you are a Dragons fan, tell us why you're a Dragons fan and what's so good about being a Dragons fan. We'll see if they're a candidate in just a few minutes. Just before that, a bit of baseball going on, Chris.
1: Yeah, National nationally championship series game two last night in Philadelphia. Uh, Philly, two games to none up on the Arizona Diamondbacks. And, man, they are bashing. Uh, I think they've hit 14 home runs in their last four four games. Kyle Schwarber had two last night. Gives him 18 career postseason home runs. Ties him with Reggie Jackson for the most postseason home runs by a left handed hitter. And and to be compared to Reggie Jackson in anything, you are doing very good when you get compared to Mr. October. So uh, that series moves to Phoenix. Game three is tomorrow out in Phoenix. Game three of the American League Championship Series is tonight in Arlington, Texas, the Texas Rangers at home with a two-games-to-none lead on the Houston oh. Astros. So an upset brewing there in the American League. The Astros really need to figure something out, otherwise they are going to be in deep, deep trouble tomorrow for game four.
0: All right. What have we got to look forward to uh, on the for the NFL? Easy for me to say this weekend. And also... You've been talking over the past month about flavour of the week uh, in terms of the team that everyone is liking and they're winning and they're doing well. And I think every week you've talked about this team that is flavour of the week and they've lost the weekend after. And you have predicted this every week. So firstly, what have we got to look forward to this weekend in the NFL and who has been flavour of the week and do they win again this weekend?
1: I'll tell you what this week there's not really a flavor no. of the week. Now I'll tell you my personal my personal prediction was that the Detroit Lions were going to be flavor of the week because you know they they looked great against Tampa last week. Uh, to move to 5 and 1 tied for the best record in the NFC. Nobody in the media over here can seem to find the way find the way to give the Detroit Lions props. Mm. Because the Detroit Lions have been so bad for so long, if somebody tries to form the thought, their brain explodes. I think that's the worry. So the Lions really haven't gotten Mm. the props that I was expecting them to get, and I am perfectly okay with that, because they got a big game in Baltimore on Sunday, uh, uh, which may be the game of the early slate uh in in the nfl on sunday mm. uh, detroit at baltimore that's uh and i i want detroit to have every advantage because i like this detroit lions team i like Jared Goff. i like i'm on ross St. brown i love that defense aiden hutchinson that defensive tackle he mm. is a game wrecker on the level of aaron donald um so I am perfectly okay with them not getting props to the media because when you get props to the media, you start believing it, and bad things can, can happen. The other big oh. game this weekend, how about this one for a potential shootout? Miami and their offense with Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver, who's on pace for an NFL record 2,300 yards receiving this year, uh, they're playing Philadelphia. We know Jalen Hurts and company there in Philadelphia. They got an offense as well. Mm. That has shootout written all over it, and it's on Sunday night football this week. So the entire nation's going to get to see it.
0: Should be good. Should be good. Now, just before we get to the Dragons, college football. We talked NFL. What's happening in college football this weekend?
1: Uh, some big games this weekend in college football as well. The big one, and everybody's going to have, have their attention focused on Columbus, Ohio. High noon Eastern time Saturday. Number, number three, Ohio State, taking on number seven, Penn State. College game day is going to be there. I have no doubt big noon Saturday, and Fox is going to be there as well. Uh, there will be 100,000 in attendance at the Horseshoe in Columbus. And it is a massive game with not only big Ten title implications because whoever wins this one is base is going to have the inside track momentarily for the big Ten East title in a spot in the big Ten championship game. Of course, they both still have to play Michigan who's sitting there undefeated as well so uh but also national title implications, and even the loser of this game. Not necessarily going to be out of contention for a spot in the college football playoff. So that's the big early game. Another one, how about this one? Revenge will be on the mind of the Crimson Tide. Because 52 weeks ago, the third Saturday in October, the traditional spot for Tennessee and Alabama, it was in Knoxville, Tennessee last year. Tennessee won it on a, uh, a last-second field goal, and the goalpost wound up in the Tennessee River. Alabama is looking for revenge this year, uh, or as the Alabama Crimson Tide fans are probably saying, "Vengeance is mine, so saith the Saban."
0: No, very good, very good. Uh, now, just one,
1: thing, but we'll go with
0: it. just one other question. Uh, well, we'll go with it. It's very early in the morning here. You're allowed to go with basically anything. Uh, now, one other question before we get <laughs> to the Dragons. We were talking Olympics with you the other day, and uh, it's been bit of big news here, especially with cricket being brought into uh, the Olympics, I want to ask you uh, quickly about flag football because there has been a bit of talk about this. There's a couple of other sports coming into the Olympics in 2028 as well. But flag football has raised a few eyebrows here on in this part of the world. Uh, the breakfast show in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy the other day got a call from New Zealand uh, from a Kiwi that does play flag football. But uh, it's not a mainstream sport at least here in Australia. Can you fill us in a bit more on flag football?
1: I mean, it's it's the way the NFL is trying – American football is trying to get into other countries. Because you, you think about the cost of, of regular American tackle football. It is expensive. Helmets, shoulder pads, uh, coaching, training, whatever. It gets expensive to, to run an American football program. Like football, all you need is a football and a few pieces of plastic yeah. that you can put on a belt. That that uh, players wear it's very cheap, very easy, mm. and, and it is very. There is a it is uh, a, a widely played around the world. I think the estimate were was twenty million worldwide play flag mm. football of some sort around the world. So you know it's uh, yeah it's a little bit eyebrow raising. But how about this news that I heard? The NFL said
0: mm-hmm.
1: they are interested in working with the players' association. To allow NFL players to play in the 2028 Olympics, play flag football mm. in the Olympics, and the well, NFL has embraced it as well for their Pro Bowl.
0: So, right. kind of
1: an interesting thought. Maybe we'll see NFL players suiting up in the Olympics in five
0: years. Well, that would be an unfair advantage, I think, to America, to be honest. But anyway, uh, yes, we'll wait and see what happens. Looking forward okay. to looking forward to following the journey of flag football. All right, the Dragons. So last week, the Tigers, you're a candidate. Uh, the Tigers were a candidate to be your team. Let's see if the Dragons will be. I've got a few texts here. Before that, though, the Dragons. So the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Chris, they're a merged club. So a bit like the West Tigers, they merged back in 99, 2000. So St. George uh, was uh, a foundation club back in 1908, Illawarra, uh, in the competition for many years based uh, down south of Sydney. They merged together. Now, they have won at... before And the Dragons, as the St. George Dragons, did win 11 competitions in a row back in uh, the 50s and the 60s. Now, that's a while ago now. They have won one competition as a joint venture back in 2010 when they beat the Roosters in the grand final. Since then, though, uh, it's not... Been great. The odd finals appearance, but nothing spectacular and they've had a bad couple of years hence why they finished second last on the ladder but chris some texts to help you out this um from uh big ted he says breaker breaker dan uh big ted here on the app port of auckland sing from auckland morning to you where it is almost 8 a.m in the morning uh message for chris the american truck driver uh chris become a dragon slaying knight so i think that means he's a knights fan so look big ted the Knights will get their chance uh, down, the, down the track. Although he does say uh, there is nothing positive about becoming a St. George fan. So there you go. Uh, that might help you out. That is one of the texts <laughs> from Big Ted. This one from the Radelaide Rooster. He says, morning, Dan. A positive for Chris to be a Dragons fan is he will have a nice spoon collection in the years to come, and that's about all I can think of. Uh, let's hope Coach Flanagan, so they've got a new coach. Wow. They've got a new coach coming in next year as well. Uh, let's hope Coach Flanagan can turn it around. Come on, Chris, you know you want to be our Yankee Rooster. Well, we'll get to the Roosters later on down the track as well. So uh, there's one. And this final one is pros of being a Dragons fan. The awesome view of the ocean at Wind Stadium, kind of like the water view at the San the San Francisco Giants have. So if your team is getting smashed, you can always turn around and watch the ocean. Cons, players doing stupid things and your star player, Ben Hunt, doesn't actually want to play for them yet. Yes, there's a lot of talk about that. When your star player wants out... It's a bit of a worry. So all of that information I've given you, some text there from our wonderful listing community here on SEN. The Tigers were a candidate. Uh, Here's actually one more as well. Uh, For Chris's uh, sake, stay away from the Dragons if you do not want to suffer any kind of depression. Okay, thank you. Uh, So there you go. So I've given you that information. Uh, The listers have come and given you some great information. The Tigers were a candidate. Chris, uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, a candidate.
1: I'm going to have to say it seems to me that that St George Illawarra, they 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 aren't really close, but they aren't at rock bottom.
0: They're mm.
1: kind of in the muddling middle. Mm. That would that be a, a fair description?
0: They cl- look. I, I would say um, I would I would say the Dragons are closer to the bottom than they are to the top, but they could be in a rebuilding phase. So what's your answer, Chris? Yes, candidate or no, not.
1: Uh, I. Um, I'm probably I'm going to have to pass. Oh. If I'm going to take a bad team, oh. I'm going to take a team that's at rock bottom or just starting.
0: So the Tigers are a candidate, but the Dragons are not. All these Dragons fans listening uh, will be very, very disappointing. So uh, we've done two teams so far. Only another fifteen to go. Uh, as I say, we'll be about round five by the time we get through all of these. But well done, Chris. Next week we move on to the Bulldogs and. Gee, aren't they an interesting team, uh, whether they'll be a candidate or not. Chris, great stuff. Glad that phone line did hold up. The Tigers at this stage are still the only NRL team that you're willing to support. Uh, We'll speak to you next week. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Sounds good. Have a good night. Have a good
0: day. Thank you, you too. Chris Perkins on the line from America. We do that for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits. It's 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. We'll come back and wrap things up right after this. Now, don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with the chance. T's and C's apply, being pretty Dragons-heavy uh, this morning. Disappointing, Chris doesn't want to be a Dragons fan. Uh, this, though, from the Menai Dragon on a more serious note. Good morning. The Dragons must sign uh, some good high-profile players to rise on the NRL table once again Jerome Luai would be a player that can lead the Dragons as a playmaker back to the finals again. I would think Kyle Flanagan would be better as a hooker and a number 14. Regards, Menard Dragon. Well, thank you, Menard Dragon. It's an interesting one uh, because we know uh, for a large part of the season just gone, Kyle Flanagan did play dummy half uh, for the Bulldogs, New South Wales Cup side, and also uh, a bit in the news and the Bulldogs NRL side as well. So, Yeah, going to be interesting to see. But the Dragons uh, may be without many options next year with uh, certain things going on. Thank you for your company today. Tomorrow on the show, Charlie Goodsir and John Gallo will join me to talk football. Breakfast coming up, Copes and Brandy in Sydney. Our listeners in Queensland will get the first hour of them and then Padden Hills along at 6am local time. Hope you have a great Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow for the final one of the week. Breakfast follows the news.